Listeners on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. 
and to our listeners around the world logged on to qmzradio.com and johnoradio.com of course i have to say good morning to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse it is thursday june 16 hashtag tbt throwback thursday yeah so we're playing some lovers rock today reggae reggae songs okay Taking it back to the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Started off this morning, though, with a beautiful song by Padrino and Cecile. Cherish my loving. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram. It's Moments with Me Media. And on YouTube, Moments With Me Media, like, share, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. Don't forget to do that. And we're just going to do a little bit more music um, before we talk about what the headlines are. So here's a little bit of Bob Marley, Waiting in Vain. But your love is my relief 
only thing sweeter than Miami Cone. Keep the pies the same, Queen and Lady. Keep the standards steady. The only thing sweeter than Miami Cone. Watch out! This man wrote on the everyday. When I you mean entrance with your keeping every single thing when me think you left the boy can you still there with him seeking around privately meeting Must it tell your sense to be sleeping Show me love you so much I mean I want you nothing I'm going put you on the man as with sweet discipline And now let me tell you what joy it is to have you And now two people in the world could be the same Lady love You provide me with inspiration I know I'm in the right direction You're always there, come sun, come rain See you as a queen and a lady No snow but snow lady The only thing sweeter than Miami Cone All our listeners on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. And of course, to our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com and JohnnoRadio.com. Of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And now it is time for the headlines for today. Of course, um, it's going to be a lover's rock day today. Reggae lover's rock. Let me be specific because lover's rock is not just for reggae music. So I, let me clear that up. Here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. French president on the international scene. French president visits Kiev suburb, decries massacre. 8 million Australians urged to turn off lights. North Korea says fighting unnamed gastrointestinal disease outbreak. UK court grants bail to actor Kevin Spacey on sex assault claims. In news out of North America, 
Autopsy concludes that Tyree Sampson was 97 pounds heavier than amusement park ride weight limit. Fisher Price's Baby Rocker products have led to more than a dozen infant deaths. Cops looking for Florida men who stole $6,000 worth of gasoline. Uh, more than a dozen U.S. cities set daily high temperature records, including one that hit 103. Two U.S. veterans from Alabama reported missing in the Ukraine. Biden says U.S. will send $1 billion more in aid to Ukraine. That's it. I'm moving. I'm moving because I need help and I can't get it. In my opinion, colonialism is not dead, your royal highness. In business and tech news, California gas station manager fired after mistakenly pricing gas for 69 cents. Thank you, sir. You did us a favor. I don't know why they fired you. Bill Gates is not here for NFTs. Say they are 100% based on greater fool theory. Interesting. Health and Science News, WHO, says they will rename the monkeypox to com combat stigma and discrimination towards Africa. In-person work can steal hours of your personal time. Take back control with some expert tips. In sports news, Deshaun Watson maintains his innocence after two new accusers file sexual misconduct lawsuits. In the Caribbean corner, Antiguans react to PM's brother being found guilty of rape. Barbados government committed to reducing regional food bill. Out of Jamaica, deadly violence in Old Capital has, has gun attack captured on CCTV footage. And also out of Jamaica, a young doctor brings medical-grade skincare products to the market. Government not working to provide inflation relief for St. Lucians. Says Chastanet, don't worry, we are suffering too in the U.S. In Believe It or Not stories, a man arrested after Texas woman found stuffed in car trunk last month. Fraud suspect from Hialeah in South Florida caught heading to Cuba on a jet ski. Alaska school children were served floor sealant instead of milk at a child care program, the school district says. In entertainment news, Herschel Walker's campaign confirms he has a second child. Lawyer wants Suge Knight to pay $81 million to the family of the man he killed. Netflix and Monique reach settlement in discrimination retaliation lawsuit. Those are the headlines, and we're going to be right back with the details after this music break. Here is Gyptian with my number one. So if you wanna be my number one If you wanna be my number one Let me know your future plans Not yet. 
my little sister Now the game has just begun Just begun oh. So if you wanna be my number one If you wanna be my number one Let me know your future plans All our listeners tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. I will be with you until the top of the hour. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where... I read the news and we share our views. You're listening to the voice of Egyptian, my number one. Now it is time for us to get into the details. And of course, we're going to be starting off with international news. Thank you for that, Egyptian. I didn't know you did the um, a remake of that. I learned that yesterday as I was putting the playlist together. Not sure if anybody else is familiar with it, but yeah. First time hearing the Egyptian version. I like it. Yeah. International stories. French president visits Kiev suburb and decries massacre. This story comes to us out of Ukraine, courtesy of the Associated Press via WSVN. The leaders of France, Germany, Italy, and Romania arrived in Kiev on Thursday in a show of collective European support for the Ukrainian people as they resist Russia's invasion, marking the highest profile visit to Ukraine's capital since Russia invaded its neighbor. The French president's office said that President Emmanuel Macron, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, and Italian Premier Mario Draghi, representing the three largest economies in Europe, had traveled to Kiev together on a special overnight train 
provided by the Ukrainian authorities. President Klaus Lohanis of Romania, which borders Ukraine and has been a destination for many Ukrainian refugees, arrived on a separate train, tweeting on arrival, this illegal Russian aggression must stop. After getting off the train in Kiev, Macron said he and the other leaders would visit sites where attacks occurred. It's a message of European unity for the Ukrainian people, support now and in the future, because the weeks to come will be very difficult, Macron said. The visit comes as the Russian forces press their offensive in the eastern Donbas region, slowly but steadily gaining ground on the badly outmanned and outgunned Ukrainian forces who are pleading desperately for more arms for Western allies. Several air raid sirens rang out while the European leaders were in their hotel preparing for the rest of their visit, and Kyiv authorities urged people to seek shelter. Such alerts are a frequent occurrence. Eight million Australians urged to turn off the lights. This story comes to us courtesy of the BBC. Australia's energy minister has urged households in New South Wales, a state that includes the country's biggest city, Sydney, to switch off their lights in the face of an energy crisis. Chris Bowen says people should not use electricity for two hours every evening if they have a choice. However, he added he was confident that blackouts could be avoided. It comes after Australia's main wholesale electricity market was suspended because of a surge in prices. Mr. Bowen asked people living in New South Wales to conserve as much power as possible. If you have a choice about when to run certain times, don't run them from 6 to 8 in the evening, he said during a televised media conference in Canberra. Australia is one of the world's biggest exporters of coal and liquefied natural gas, but has been struggling with the power crisis since last month. Three-quarters of the country's electricity is still generated using coal. It has long been accused of not doing enough to cut its emissions by investing in renewables. In recent weeks, Australia has felt the impact of disruptions to coal supplies, outages at several coal-fired power plants, and soaring global energy prices. Flooding earlier this year hit some coal mines in New South Wales and Queensland, while technical issues have cut production at two mines that supply the market's biggest coal-fired station in New South Wales. Around a quarter of Australia's coal-fired electricity generating capacity is currently out of service due to unexpected outages and scheduled maintenance. Some electricity producers have seen their costs soar as global coal and gas prices have jumped due to sanctions on Russia over its invasion of the Ukraine. North Korea has reported an outbreak of an unidentified gastrointestinal disease in the country's southwest as it continues to battle a wave of COVID-19 that has further strained its already creaky health system. The Korean Central News Agency, KCNA, said it, an unspecified number of people were suffering from an acute enteric epidemic. It did not identify the disease, but enteric refers to the gastrointestinal tract. In a photograph, leader Kim Jong-un was shown sending medicines to the port city of Heiju to help deal with the outbreak. 
Kim stressed the need to contain the epidemic at the earliest date possible by taking a well-knit measure to quarantine the suspected cases to thoroughly curb its spread, confirming cases through epidemiologic, epi, epidemiological examination. See, I got it right. And scientific tests, KCNA said. An official at South Korea's Unification Ministry, which handles inter-Korean affairs, said Seoul was monitoring the outbreak suspected to be cholera or typhoid. The latest outbreak comes as the North continues to battle COVID-19. Hollywood actor Kevin Spacey has been given unconditional bail until his plea hearing as he appeared at a London court charged with sex offenses against three men. Deputy Chief Magistrate Tan Ikram, sitting at Westminster Magistrate's Court, told the 60-year-old actor on Thursday that the next hearing has been set for July 14 at Southwark Crown Court in South London. Spacey sat in the glass-fronted dock during the half-hour preliminary hearing, standing to give his full name, Kevin Spacey Fowler, as well as his birth date and a London address. Last month, prosecutors authorized the charges to be brought against the actor on four counts of sexual assault against three men and a further charge of causing a person to engage in penetrative sexual activity without consent. Spacey has allegations related to three men now in their 30s and 40s, in London and Gloucestershire between 2005 and 2013, including while Spacey was artistic director of the Old Vic Theatre in the capital. Once one of, the Hollywood's, one of Hollywood's biggest stars who won Academy Awards for The Usual Suspects and American Beauty in the 1990s, Spacey has said he is willing to defend himself in the UK and is confident any trial will prove his innocence. He has largely disappeared from public view since being accused of sexual misconduct five years ago. As a United States citizen, Spacey could only be formally charged after traveling to Britain. Never watched any of his movies. Don't know if anyone has. Um, I, I don't know. The, I've never heard of the movie The Usual Suspects. Okay. I've been living under a rock. Forgive me for that. And the American Beauty, uh, not familiar with that one either. So not familiar with him, but others seem to hold him in high esteem since he's classified as one of Hollywood's biggest stars, who has won Academy Awards. Um, let's see how that works out for him. And those were our stories from the international scene. We do have this news out of North America coming up right after this music break. It is TBT. Hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday, and we're playing songs from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Lovers rock reggae style. Here is Coco T with Young Lover. Now, this one is designed for 18 and over. Over, say 18 and over. Over, mm-hmm, yeah. Hey, girl, won't you go home? Go home to your mama. Your mama, go home to your papa. Your papa, you're too young to be my lover. To be from a lover. Whoa, you must be 18 and over. Mm-hmm. I've been checking you out, but you are too young, girl. And a girl like you will cause worries into my world. Cause if I pick you up, girl, it's pain and misery. For me, cause you're a girl that is so rude, as rude as can be. Black boy, go home to your mama, your mama. 
champion bubbler Bubbler, but you're young to be my lover Too young to be my lover listeners tuned in on future fm 98.9 in the bronx westchester and mount vernon and thank you to all our listeners logged on to qmzradio.com johnoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me and you're listening to coffee in tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments with Me Media, and on YouTube Moments with Me Media. Like, share, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. And now it's time for stories out of North America. Autopsy concludes that Tyree Sampson was 97 pounds heavier than the amusement park ride weight limit. As the investigation into the death of Tyree Sampson continues, an autopsy has revealed this information. Sampson fell hundreds of feet to his death in March while riding the Orlando Freefall Drop Tower at Icon Park. The 14-year-old was captured on video slipping out of the ride restraints and falling onto the pavement. At the time of his death, Sampson weighed 383 pounds and was 6 feet tall. 
The weight limit for the ride was 286 pounds. The autopsy also revealed the horrific extent of the teenager's fatal injuries. Samson passed away from blunt force trauma, sustaining numerous fractures to his face, ribs, skull, and legs. He also suffered lacerations to his face, stomach, arms, and feet. No one could have survived this preventable fall from over 100 feet in the air. And at that speed, said Michael Haggard, an attorney representing Samson's mother, Nikia Dodd, the negligence in this case is unrebuttable. In April, the Samson family filed a 65-page lawsuit against Icon Park, the Slingshot Group, and Free Falls manufacturer of Funtime Handles. The suit also included Gertz Lauer Amusement Rides, the manufacturer of the ride's seats and harnesses. The family says the ride was unreasonably dangerous. Fisher-Price's Baby Rocker products have led to more than a dozen infant deaths. According to the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission and Fisher-Price, in the last decade, at least 13 infants have died while reclining in a Fisher-Price infant-to-toddler rocker or newborn-to-toddler rocker. Rockers for babies are designed to gently swing back and forth, delivering a peaceful, tranquil action that helps babies relax. According to the American Academy of Pediatrics, other baby products with an incline include baby uh, bouncers, infant positioners, and inclined sleepers, sometimes known as baby nets, docks, pods, lounges, or nappers. Rich Trumka Jr., CPSC commissioner, said, No inclined product made by Fisher-Price or any other company is safe for infant sleep. Only a firm, flat surface is safe. He urged the public to report any incidents involving infant rockers to the CPSC at www.saferproducts.gov. Trumka said the deaths were identified more than two months ago, but that the agency could not notify the public owing to a gag rule, which prevents the CPSC from disclosing unfavorable information about a product or company until the company has had a chance to respond. Despite Fisher-Price Corporation, we fought an uphill battle to release this information to warn parents and caregivers, he said. When CPSC needs to warn the public about a pattern of death and injury tied to a product, it should be able to quickly issue that warning to prevent further loss of life. Congress must immediately, immediately repeal the gag rule, Trumka added. If CPSC cannot issue timely warnings, dangers will remain hidden in people's homes. In a statement, Teresa Murray, head of the Consumer Watchdog Office of the U.S. Public Interest Research Group Education Fund, said, It makes me sick inside to think that babies may have died after authorities were investigating suspicious deaths involving rockers. Commissioner Trumka is right. Congress should take action to revoke what the CPSC calls the gag rule so regulators who want to protect us can do their jobs properly. Infants who fall asleep in an inclined or upright position should be moved to a safe sleep environment with a safe flat surface such as a crib, bassinet, or play yard. Only use the fitted sheet and never add blankets, pillows, 
padded crib, bumpers, stuffed animals, and toys or other items. Always place a baby to sleep on his back. Also want to highlight the new rule on infant sleep products that will require that sleep products have a sleep surface angle of 10 degrees or less and that all products conform to the existing bassinet, crib, or play yard standard. The rule goes into effect on June 23 and will be, impor- will be an important step to help parents and caregivers keep babies safer. I'm very concerned about this. The gag rule. Gag rule should never be in place when it comes to products that can um, lead to death. So there's a gag rule in place to protect companies while investigations are done and other infants are allowed to die. Yeah. The repeal needs to happen immediately. Because I'm sure that had the information been made public, parents and caregivers would have been able to take the appropriate steps and actions to see to the safety of their children my thoughts but a lot of companies seem to be protected by gag orders and so on and so forth in this country is it a buffer to prevent lawsuits from happening to protect their profits police are frantically searching for two Florida men who made off with almost 1,100 gallons of fuel from a gas station. The heist took place on June 1st in St. Cloud, which is about 28 miles south of Orlando. Surveillance footage captured two Hispanic males stealing the fuel and storing it in large tanks located in the beds of two older model white Ford F-250 pickup trucks. The gas was worth approximately $6,000. I'm laughing because they have this saying in Jamaica. I'm sure us Jamaicans are familiar with it. When (laughs) teeth, teeth, from teeth, God laugh. (laughs) I'm sorry. But we're being robbed, right? By paying. Some people are paying $6 a gallon for gas. Drove by the tank at the gas station the other day, $5.29 a premium. (laughs) <laughs> um, is it right no can i blame them no but teeth teeth right teeth them said god laugh right but anyway fuel theft rings have become increasingly common in florida as gas prices continue to soar they have got creative on several occasions installing devices on gas pumps that slash the cost of the fuel in april six men were busted for stealing at least sixty thousand dollars worth of fuel and reselling it at half price at least they weren't greedy right they could have <laughs> you know what let me stop i need to behave myself because what i my laughing and making these comments is like i'm endorsing the behavior i'm not endorsing the stealing folks i really am not with average gas prices in the state nearing five dollars per gallon florida petroleum marketers say that Combating these rings has proven difficult. 
They're just stealing right out of the tank, said Ned Bowman, an executive director of the organization. Florida is not the only state being hit hard by petroleum thieves. Last month, authorities in Las Vegas cautioned the public about bandits drilling into gas tanks and stealing fuel directly from gas pumps. In March, Portland, Oregon issued warnings about thieves piercing holes into gas tanks, causing owners hundreds in damages. So, since this is the trend, because people need to live, right? Affordability. When it used to cost $40 to fill up your gas tank, now it's 80 something dollars. Same tank. The size of the tank hasn't got larger. Same, same size tank. Gas prices have soared astronomically and people are having a hard time. So what we're seeing right now is the Robin Hood effect. That's what I call it, where you steal from the rich and you give to the poor. So they're stealing it and reselling it at an affordable price because at the end of the day, we're being robbed at the gas tank and we were lied to. We were told that we would not feel the effects of this. And of course, we know how the story goes. Once gasoline prices go up, everything gets affected. So we're not just feeling it at the pumps. We're feeling it everywhere we go. We're feeling it in the restaurants. We're feeling it in the supermarkets. We're feeling it even for things that are produced locally. We're being told, sorry, we got to raise everything because, you know, gas has to transport the product, the end product. So, um... I just wish I knew these people so I could get my vehicles filled up. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Let me behave myself. More than a dozen U.S. cities set daily high temperature records, including one that hit 103 degrees. And this story comes to us courtesy of CNN. At least 16 U.S. cities set or tied records for their highest temperatures for the date, with Macon, Georgia hitting 103 degrees Fahrenheit on Wednesday. Macon, Georgia, never heard of them getting those temperatures before. And this is according to the National Weather Service. That was three degrees higher than the previous June 15 mark in Macon set in 2010. Chicago's O'Hare Airport reported a record temperature of 96, which is 15 degrees above normal and well above the 77 degrees it was last year on that date. The prior mark was 95, most recently reached in 1994, according to the Weather Service. Climate change is real, people. It is real. And I will say protect yourselves when going out. Um, protective clothing. If you need to wear sunscreen, please wear, the, wear it. If you need to rub on aloe vera on your skin, please do it. If you are exposed and you end up with sunburn, aloe vera is good to rub on it um, as a natural remedy. Or if you need to buy something over the counter, please do so. But protect yourself. Hydrate, 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 hydrate. For those of you who are looking to do outdoor chores, for example, raking up your yard, doing some gardening, washing your vehicles, um, whatever outside activity, I would suggest you try to do it early in the morning if you can, you know, because once that sun, midday sun hits, it's scorching. Or if you can wait until in the evening when the sun is more, t the sun sets in the what? I, I forgot. 9 p.m. <laughs> 9 p.m., right. man. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah, if you can take advantage of um, the early morning hours or the evening hours and get those chores done, the outdoor chores done, I would ask you to do so. Protect yourselves, right? And hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. You could also come in San Francisco where it was 67 degrees yesterday while everyone else was complaining about the heat. But that's just me. Sana, I wore a jacket. Sana, why are you showing off on us? Because I had to wear a jacket that was cold. I want some heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can come on over to South Florida. We have plenty for you. Yeah, so, you know, just protect yourselves, folks. Two U.S. veterans from Alabama reported missing in Ukraine. Two U.S. veterans from Alabama who were in Ukraine assisting in the war against Russia have not been heard from in days and are missing, members of the state's congressional delegation said on Wednesday. Relatives of Andy Tai, 27, and of Trinity, and Alexander, who is 39, of Tuscaloosa, have been in contact with both Senate and House offices seeking information about the men's whereabouts press aides said question who sent them over there they went on their own they volunteered on their own nobody told you to go fight somebody else's war i was just asking the same thing to myself when you read it run rising everybody good morning Afu. yeah no nobody sent you over there so now you go on your own and it becomes our problem okay all right i get it <sighs> um there's a thing called drink water and mind your business right so Biden says the U.S. will send one billion dollars more to in aid to Ukraine. The story comes out of Washington, courtesy of the Associated Press. President Joe Biden said Wednesday the U.S. will send an additional billion dollars in military aid to Ukraine, the largest sing single tranche of weapons and equipment since the war began, in an effort to help stall Russia's slow but steady march to conquer the eastern Donbass region. The aid will include anti-ship missile launchers, howitzers, and more rounds for the high-mobility artillery rocket systems that U.S. forces are training Ukrainian troops on now. All key weapons systems that Ukrainian leaders have urgently requested. Biden also said the U.S. will send $225 million more in humanitarian assistance to provide safe drinking water, medical supplies, food, health care, shelter, and money for families to buy essential items. The U.S. remains committed, Biden said in a statement, to supporting the Ukrainian people whose lives have been ripped apart by this war. The aid comes as U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin convened a meeting in Brussels of more than 45 nations to discuss support for Ukraine. At the start of the meeting, Austin warned that the West must step up weapons deliveries to Ukraine and prove its commitment to helping the country's military fight along with a 620-mile front line in a grinding war of attrition with Russia. He urged the participating nations to demonstrate our unwavering determination to get Ukraine the capabilities that it urgently needs to defend itself. And he warned, we can't afford to let up and we can't lose steam. The stakes are too high. Overall, since the war began in late February, the U.S. has committed about $5.6 billion in security assistance to Ukraine, including this latest package. Officials said that about 
one-third of the latest $1 billion will be from Presidential Drawdown Authority, which means the Pentagon will take weapons and equipment from its own stock and ship them to the Ukraine. The remaining two-thirds would be equipment and weapons purchased from industry by the U.S. and then transferred to the Ukraine. Please help me, somebody. Still no but okay. Hold on, Alpha. Someone else had opened their mic first. Go right ahead. We can take one comment, and then we do have to take a quick break. Go right ahead. I guess I'll just have a quick, quick... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Teflon. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Marlon. Go ahead. No, I just have a question, though. Yes, Marlon. Is anybody else sending um, any other countries sending stuff over there? I just want to know because I, I didn't hear you read anything about that for months. So I just want to know if it... <laughs> <laughs> other countries have said, Marlon, but the U.S. seems to be owning this war. This is, and that is why I don't know if you remember about a month, month and a half ago, I said, is this a war between Ukraine um, and Russia? Is it a war between NATO and Russia or is it a war between U.S. and Russia? Remember I asked that question because it seems as though this is a war between the U.S. and Russia. And here is my thing. Go, you know something? Go ahead, um, Teflon, because when we return from the break, I have a couple of things to say, but go right ahead. No, I was just going to say it's a madness. And um, the countries, um, they keep complaining about the economies um, struggling, but they've got so much money to invest in this this foxy, this poxy war, like it just doesn't make no sense. So annoying. Look, look at the market. The the US market is is really um, plummeting, and um, obviously got a recession. But they've got they've got the money to to fund this this fake war. It's just really it's madness. <laughs> but I'll just end it right there. Thank you, Teflon. I can squeeze in one more comment. Well, still no reparations. Well, cool. It's, it's not even about reparations. There's a listen, um, Afro. Yes, we can talk about reparations all day long, but here's my issue. And there were some things that were highlighted in the story. Let, let us hone in on those things before we even jump across the reparations, right? Let's focus on some things. They're providing humanitarian assistance. Let me rephrase that. We, because yes, you pay taxes, so we are we are involved in this. We are providing humanitarian assistance to provide safe drinking water. We have Flint, Michigan, whose issue has not yet been resolved, right? Medical supplies. Um, people can no longer get free COVID testing. That was cut off because there's no funding for that. Food. There are people here who can't get food stamps because even though or government assistance or state assistance because even though the the um gas prices have gone up and everything is out of reach pretty much in the supermarket and your spending power has shrunk significantly you're told you don't qualify because you make xyz healthcare people here cannot get healthcare shelter we have homeless people and money for family to, families to buy essential items. There are people here in this country who cannot get any assistance. Can't get assistance from the, from the, from the government. We no longer, I, I said this, we no longer have a middle class. It's disappeared. 
it has disappeared. Let's say that. So every issue they're looking to address over there, we have it right here. So let's talk about those because the reparations is a is an ongoing thing and it's gonna continue to go. But let us hone in on these things. The very things that they're helping with over there, we need here. We're denying people in our own country the very things. Essential items. We can't even afford essential items. We are at a point where we have to scratch our heads and make a decision. What do we get? Have you ever seen people at the register have to put things back when the cashier rings up the total? People are doing that right now. People have had to forego fruits and vegetables because right now it's just about getting food in the stomachs. Hot dogs, hamburgers, pasta, pasta, pasta. Nutritional value is at stake right here in this country because we can't afford it just to keep alive right now. People can't get free COVID testing anymore because there's no funding for it. But we can shell out another billion dollars When is it going to end? And that is why I'm saying this is not a war between um, Ukraine. This is my feeling. It's no longer a war between Ukraine and Russia. It's a war between um, the U.S. and Russia. And I do have to take a little break. So bear with me, folks. I'll be right back. To get your attention, call you at work and get your extension. Where is my gate pass to your heart, girl? Do I need to write security in order to get an entry? Or do I need to break the lock on your vault? But I'm a patient man, I understand. I wanna know what is your plan. Thank you to all our listeners who tuned into Coffee and Toe on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. This is Moments with me. This is my time. Come to the end of the road here. See you next week, Thursday, when we meet again at 9 a.m. Eastern. I invite you to continue listening on QMZRadio.com or JanoRadio.com. J-A-H-K-N-O Radio. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram at Moments with Me Media and check out our YouTube channel, Moments with Me Media. Subscribe, like, share, and comment.
trying to get your attention. Girl, call you at work, can't get your extension. Now where is the gate pass to your heart, girl? Do I need to have security in order to get to your entry? Or do I need to break the lock on your phone? But I'm a patient man, I understand. I wanna know what is your plan? Must I wait and for how long? Help me end this frustration. See you and your friends them flirting, trying to get me hurting. Don't you see my flex is so smart, As the world keeps on turning, my love for you it keeps on burning. Am I always in your thoughts? Just got me a key. Give me a gate pass to your heart, girl. Give me that number so we can make a start. Cut me a key. Give me a gate pass to your heart, girl. Give me that number. To all our listeners on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com, thank you so much for your patience. And we are back and we're going to go ahead and continue that conversation. Biden says U.S. will send $1 billion more in aid to Ukraine. All right, so we do have a couple comments in the chat here on Clubhouse. Uh, Afo, thank you. I understand all of what you just said, but on a real um, be one first over everything else. Other groups of people make sure that them and their people comes first. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Cut the check. Then all them things you mentioned will come after. Totally understand what you're saying and how you feel. I don't want you to think that I am discounting or discrediting or disregarding your concern. But I'm trying to stay specific to the article at hand, right? Um, It's kind of like when you go to court, you can only speak on what, facts are presented to you right now specific to the case right um so that is what i wanted us to do just to focus on this particular um situation right we're we're totally aware of the whole reparations cry because it's a worldwide cry not just here in the u.s but throughout um the Caribbean, throughout countries in Africa, there is a huge cry for reparations, right? But that is not the story we're talking about right now. We're dealing with the military um, aid and the, the, the financial aid that is being sent to the Ukraine, placing a burden on taxpayers while avoiding the, the needs right here in the U.S., all right? So please humor me on that for a second, I ask, all right? Um, not sure if anybody else wanted to make a comment with regards to this situation. Go ahead. Morning, everyone. Good morning, James. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so no, no, looking at, at this war, like, I'm I'm thinking, like, wouldn't it have been easier if, like, the international or European community sat down with, with um, the president of Ukraine and said, look, we're going to um, get you and your family out, all the other leaders. And just just let Putin come and discover Ukraine, like how Christopher Columbus <laughs> discovered, you know? Because this is a war that's going to go into trillions of dollars in terms of repairing back that country, all the damages. Um, the life, the lives that have been lost already, you know, you can't put a value on that. That's thousands of people have died. 
you know, the trauma that these kids are going to face. You know, just let him come and take over the country. Because, you know, like if, if America and, and the European Union knew from day one that um, because of um, Ukraine was not part of, of, of um, NATO or whatever, they're not going to be able to join this war. Just let him come and take over. And I think, you know, this is going to be a lesson because China is coming up next. And when China is ready to go and do their takeover, it's not going to be like, you know, China is, 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 is more brutal or are going to be more forceful than Russia. So it's going to be, this is like something that um, the world is going to start, have to take note and say, do, do you just allow China to go and take over? And, and, and avoid a war or are you going to you know start world war four because this this seemed like world war three to me are you just going to start world war four you know so we have a lot of lessons to learn in this because china is going to do their takeover and there's there's no doubt about it um and i'm sure they're sitting and watching so yeah it's it's an expensive lesson to learn but yeah the, the, the americans the Americans are paying for it and the world is paying for it. And you know something, James? The Americans are going to speak in November. But you know who's laughing right now? Who's sitting down back in his, um, in his house or whatever laughing? Mr. Donald Trump. He's sitting there laughing, laughing at Biden and everybody because he said it. That yes, I agree. He he said this thing was one of his speeches because I was I was watching it the other day and he was like, "Gas price gonna go over seven dollars if Biden win. Uh, inflation gonna go through the roof." And when I saw it, I was when I saw it the other day, I was like, "Wow!" It's like he's 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 he speak he, he said it and it's happening. And I was like, "This this man has a." crystal ball to see what was going to happen before we even know it or him and his republican friends put it together i don't think it's a crystal ball marlon remember he met with putin a couple of times so he probably caught wind of this that it was going to happen but said nothing about it that's possible you know think, what do you think it's possible because when i listened to that speech the other day and i was like everything he's talk about is happening he said money gonna go to war where we don't we don't have no business fighting. And I was just listening to it, I was like, this is ridiculous. Almost everything he was talking about is happening right this minute. And I was like, wow. You know, but hey, that's that's what I that's all. Just agree with you say a while ago moments. He did meet with Putin a couple of times. And so like I said, him probably reason and put probably say, yo, brother, this is gonna take place, you know. And him just hold it to himself. And him not say nothing about say nothing at all to nobody. So that what you just said a while ago, that's so that's so very, you know. <laughs> yeah. Half the story has never been told, right? And inflation has we haven't topped out yet. We haven't. It's going to continue. So you're gonna lock up the people for teeth the gas, really? Well, isn't the gas insured? Thank you, Marlon. You know. 
at the end of the day, I, I don't support you know some some stuff. But hey, I ain't gonna say nothing because it's insured. So if it's insured, let them do their thing. It's not like they're keeping it for themselves either. So um, that's my thoughts anyway. So hey, <laughs> I will take some. So. <laughs> Just as if a sermon and know them. condoning the behavior but when you look at a story like this now where an additional one billion dollars is going to be sent to the ukraine right in all they have received five billion dollars plus 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 what do you want us to do it's survival so if you want people to stop stealing the gas do something about the gas prices. Do something about it. And then we can, you know, talk. I just want to ask Teflon a question. How much, um, uh, if he could speak, how much um, hate England has sent to Ukraine? Because in the news over there, just want to know if you know. Teflon, are you able to speak? Probably not. Probably not. It's fine. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know Canada is sending the millions, but not billions yet. In the millions they have sent. I know Canada is sending stuff too. Canada is being cautious. Yeah, and, and, and they are receiving, I think this week they are receiving more more flights. They have like private um, flights flying out of Ukraine to to different parts of Canada. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're spending a lot too. Yeah. So, this segment, in my opinion, colonialism is not dead, your royal highness. Royals should not be allowed to score woke points by expressing regret over the atrocities committed by their ancestors. And this, in my opinion, piece comes to us courtesy of Al Jazeera, written by Taffy Maka, Johannesburg-based social and political commentator. A lot of commentators and um, journalists are writing very similar articles. So I think the crown is being inundated with hearing the same message over and over again. Here is another. It's going to sound pretty similar, right? On June 8th, at the start of his landmark six-day visit to the Democratic Republic of Congo, Belgium's King Philippe expressed his regret for the countless violent acts and humiliations that his country inflicted on Congolese nationals during colonial times. On the occasion of my first trip to Congo here in front of the Congolese people, the 62-year-old monarch said, I wish to reaffirm my deepest regrets for these wounds of the past. The wounds of the Belgian king mentioned are, of course, particularly deep. During Belgian, Belgium's reign, the Congolese population declined significantly because of a combination of murder, starvation, exhaustion, exposure, disease, and a plummeting birth rate. According to some estimates, more than 10 million Congolese were killed under Belgian rule. Besides voicing regret, King Felipe also returned to the DRC a Congolese mask, one of the approximately 84,000 artifacts stolen between 1884 and 1960 that Belgium has pledged to return during his visit. 
Nevertheless, the monarch did nothing remotely novel or morally substantive during this time in Kinshasa to make up for the systemic atrocities committed by his ancestors. In fact, he appeared to merely be taking a leaf out of Prince Charles of Britain's meaningless expressions of royal regret playbook. Back in 2018, while on a visit to Ghana, Prince Charles expressed his supposed regret about the role Britain played in enabling and advancing the transatlantic slave trade. The appalling atrocity of the slave trade and the unimaginable suffering it caused left an, uh, an indelible stain on the history of our world. That's what he said. Then, most shamelessly, he lavished praise on Britain for ending the slave trade that it did, in fact, help expand. While Britain can be proud that it later led the way in the abolition of this shameful trade, we have shared a responsibility to ensure that the abject horror of slavery is never forgotten. Since the utterly meaningless and inconsequential expression of regret helped Prince Charles score some much-needed PR points both at home and abroad, many European royals have been following his example and enthusiastically voicing their quote-unquote regret for and sorrow about the wounds opened by their ancestors. A few months before King Philippe's seemingly sorrowful visit to the DRC, for example, Prince Charles's own son, Prince William, also expressed his profound sorrow over slavery and described it as a stain on British history during a visit to Jamaica. In return, British media described his flimsy and predictable expression of sorrow as emotional and published articles praising his performance in the country. There was very little discussion on how Jamaicans responded to Prince William's expression of sorrow. In fact, the protests demanding reparations for the slave trade that took place at the British High Commission in Jamaica in response to the prince's visit were hardly mentioned in the press coverage. All these beg the question, what is the real purpose behind these demonstrations of royal regret? Are these sorrowful royals trying to mollify the hapless victims of colonialization and silence calls to reparations? Or are they simply trying to reclaim some woke points and remain relevant at home in Europe? The answer, perhaps, is a bit of both. Therefore, peoples of the global south should not accept as sincere or try to attach any meaning to the expressions of regret and sorrow coming from European royals who are to this day enjoying the gains their families made through their colonial plunder. After all, Emotional speeches made at glitzy dinner receptions or televised conferences by mostly powerless aristocrats will do nothing to right the wrongs of yesteryear. And perhaps most importantly, such calculated expressions of sorrow and regret will do nothing to address the devastating consequences of colonialism still being experienced across the global South today. In April, for example... The United Nations' Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change published a report that identified colonialism as a significant cause of climate change. And on June 8, a report commissioned by 55 developing countries from Africa, Asia, and the Americas and the Pacific 
revealed that the impact of climate change has wiped out about 20% of their economic growth in the past two decades. The report added that developed countries are failing to meet a $100 billion a year commitment to help developing nations adapt. Developed countries are behind 80% of greenhouse gas emissions, but developing countries are disproportionately affected by climate change. In April, widespread flooding in South Africa's KwaZulu-Natal province caused over 400 deaths and a massive infrastructural damage and left thousands homeless. In neighboring Mozambique, more than 700,000 people affected by Cyclone Gombe in March are still in need of humanitarian assistance, according to the International Organization for Migration. Similar to South Africa and Mozambique, the mineral and resource-rich DRC is struggling to overcome the consequences of colonialism. Some 73% of the DRC's population, or 60 million people, live below the international poverty line, and the country is riddled with internal conflicts tied to the legacy of colonialism. Meanwhile, the country's cobalt mining industry stands accused of perpetrating human rights abuses, corruption, environmental destruction, and child labor for the commercial benefit of the powers of companies such as Apple, Google, Dell, Microsoft, and Tesla. Colonialism is not by any stretch of the imagination dead or a wound of the past that can be apologized away by the royals of the present. The returning of a few artifacts or the making of teary speeches in front of cameras will not end the extreme poverty human rights abuses and climate change devastation being experienced by the peoples of the global south due to the colonialism of the present and past. King Philippe Prince Charles or William deserve no praise for expressing regret over colonialism and slavery. We should not buy into words carefully constructed by experienced and expensive PR teams to score woke points for royals and try to subdue the masses that rightfully demand reparations. If European royals really want to make a change and atone for the mistakes of their ancestors, they should start by passing on their considerable wealth to its rightful owners and backing systemic decolonization on a global scale. The views expressed in this article are the author's own and do not necessarily reflect Al Jazeera's editorial stance, nor QMZ Radio, Jano Radio, or Moments With Me Media. Yep, very well penned. Stop apologizing. Stop having regret. Stop having a show, a parade. Stop crying because it's not helping. Return the wealth, every penny that you're holding on to now, return it to the people whose countries were invaded and raped, where infrastructural damage has wreaked havoc. And yes, you know, it's, I'm glad this article pinpointed infrastructural damage and climate change 
I'm going to bring it home to the U.S. for a second. Do you know that in communities that have been redlined in this country, the temperatures are hotter than in the suburbs? Do you know that? And do you know the reason why? Think about it. In the suburbs, there are trees, parks with trees. And what do we need trees for? Trees are vital. They play a very vital role in the cooling of the atmosphere. Now, going to the redlined communities, do you see the beautiful parks with trees? What do we see? It's a concrete jungle. Look at how the grass looks as you drive through those neighborhoods. Pay attention. The disproportionately affected countries and communities, they're right there in our eyes. We need to pay attention. And it's deliberate. Remember, the actions are deliberate. So I do implore the royals from all countries in Europe to stop apologizing because your apologies mean nothing. Stop crying. Your tears are a waste. Stop having regret. You're being hypocritical. Who out of your family, which one of you is going to stand up and say, let us do the right thing? We gained our riches through legal robbery. We gained our riches through rape. We gained our riches through murder, starvation, and the list goes on. Who is going to be brave enough to stand up and say, this is how we earned our riches? We are no different from the man who is sitting in jail. As a matter of fact, move over, let us sit there with you. We may not have done it, but our ancestors did. And technically, we are still doing it because we're reaping, we're living off of the benefits of it. So move over, let me share the cell with you because my family committed crimes. And I'm relinquishing, benefiting from those said crimes. Why are you going to scrape up a man off the street and lock him up for stealing gas when you went to, your family went around the world stealing countries? What's the difference? And we laud them, we look up to them, hold them in high esteem, all oh, the hypocrisy of humankind. We admire them, oh my gosh, look at them, wearing the diamonds and the jewels and the gold and, you know, flaunting their wealth in our faces. And we admire them. But the man who stands beside you in the crowd and pickpockets from you, 
You want him ostracized from society? No, let him remain. He isn't doing anything wrong if you're going to compare his actions with those of the monarchy. What's the difference, really? What is the difference, you tell me? There is no difference. If I go and squat on someone's land, I don't agree with squatting. I definitely don't. But if I go and squat on someone's land, the full extent of the law comes down on me. Right? Because I have no business there. I have no right going and sitting on someone's land that I did not purchase. I can't tell them I discovered it. No, I can't do that. How dare I stand up in front of a judge and said and say to a judge, well, judge, I saw the land there laying barren, no building, nothing. It's just sitting there. So I decided to go, you know, take it up. It's the jail I go for trespassing. <laughs> the hypocrisy, right? Yeah. Royals do right, do the right thing. If you say you have a conscience of any kind, to any degree, you will step up and do the right thing. Pay the reparations to countries. And I say this to the leaders of the countries, while we, the citizens, are crying out for reparations, and let us say the reparations are paid, you make sure you do the right thing by the people of your country. Don't enslave your people by doing the very thing to them that the monarchies have done to you. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I want to say something real quick? Yes, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A couple months ago, Rasta said all these things. Yo, cut the check. You know what I mean? Send on reparations. We don't care about no apologies. What, what apology can do? You know what I mean? The same Belgian people them, will pretend as if them sorry. They still hold um, down from Patrice the Lumber Tooth as a trophy. You get what I say? So they're not sorry. So all that I can help. A long time Rasta said this. You know what I mean? And persons are saying no. No, the apology is needed. It's a right step. No, it's not no right step. It's a right step when you send on the money. Send on the, the, all the, 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 the gold and the resources and when a, when a thief from the people them country. I don't know for send on back. Them you take on a serious. But you coming up and say, oh, I'm sorry with a bunch of camera pine pine. That no mean squat. It don't mean squat. And a long time Rasta said these things. Thank you, Afo. And now it is time for business and tech news. California gas station manager fired after mistakenly pricing gas for 69 cents. Uh, I, I, oh. Tonight, I wish you were near to this person. Hundreds of drivers were able to save thousands of dollars on premium, pr 
premium grade fuel after a California gas station manager mistakenly sold gas for just a fraction of the actual price. The now fired gas station manager, John Cecina, claimed he accidentally put in 69 cents instead of $6.99. For comparison, the current average gas price in the United States is $5.01, and the last time it was $0.69 cents a gallon was back in 1978. Customers were calling friends and family to pick up quickly due to the error. People began to share the low pricing on social media, and a line formed outside the gas station in no time. Well, it was a mistake that I did, you know, he said, and I just thought this is a nightmare. On Monday, he was fired after the gas station, lost over $16,000 in revenue. So I just took responsibility for it, he said, and I said, yeah, it's my fault. His family is now concerned that he may be sued in addition to being fired. To assist him with repaying the $16,000, his family launched a GoFundMe page. However, according to Craig Zimmerman, a corporate attorney, he should be protected from legal action. Employees are protected from liability in situations like this where they make mistakes while executing routine tasks. The only way he would be responsible in the absence of a written agreement is if he was acting outside the scope of his employment, Zimmerman said. For instance, if his boss said, whatever you do, don't ever set the price on that gas pump. And then he did. Yeah. Why did they fire him when he was doing the right thing, if you ask me? The gas station didn't lose anything. There is protection in place in the form of insurance, right? Yes, Marlon, insurance. The, the gas is insured. They haven't lost a penny. I hope they don't sue him, and I hope if they do, he can counter-sue. I hope. GoFundMe page has been set up. I would say um, if, if the family is able to raise the money or more, hold on to that money. Don't, don't give it to the gas station because then that's double payment for the gas station, right? They're going to file the insurance claim on the $16,000, get the $16,000, plus another $16,000, that's what, $32,000? No, hold on to whatever you get because you're going to need it for legal fees and fight tooth and nail for this one. Mistakes happen. They happen. I agree, an expensive mistake. But you're not losing anything, gas station. You are not losing a dime. Bill Gates is not here for NFTs, says they are 100% based on greater fool theory. Ouch. Bill Gates is not the biggest fan of NFTs and calls them 100% based on greater foolery while speaking at an event on climate change hosted by TechCrunch. Bill Gates said he'd rather do business with tangible outputs and not NFTs. What makes the list in Gates books, factories, farms, or a company that makes products? And NFTs and cryptocurrencies do not qualify for his bid. But can you really blame him? 
Many people still remain suspicious of what is going on with NFTs and the new world of digital money cryptocurrency. Well, Gates said, I'm not involved in that. I'm not long or short in any of those things. Then he jokes, obviously expensive digital images of monkeys are going to improve the world immensely, referring to the Bored Apes project. But this isn't the first time Bill Gates has been skeptical about cryptocurrency. He's expressed his fear of investors getting involved with the newly popular medium of exchanging money in 2021. He even offered some advice. My general thought would be that if you have less money than Elon, you should probably watch out. Uh, did Bill Gates hear my speech or something? I don't know. We share the same sentiments. Factories, farms, or companies that make products, things that are tangible, tangible outputs. Not bashing the um, NFTs and uh, crypto world, though I'm not, and digital money, I'm not. I'm just very cautious. Yeah. That world is being dragged right now through the mud. Um, but as was explained yesterday, it's for the long term, you know, just like stocks, you're going to have highs and lows. Um, close your eyes and do it if you so desire. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that right there. Don't want to sway anybody's mind to agree with me on that, on how my, I feel. Everyone has the right to their own beliefs and, you know, do what works best for you. I will say this, though. Look at investing um, in stocks and in crypto as lending out money. You know, a friend calls you and says, hey, can I borrow $1,000 to do X, Y, Z? If you don't have it to lose, don't lend it. I said the same thing. If you don't have it to lose, don't invest it. Because then wait until you have that disposable amount where if you lose $1,000, it's neither here nor there. If you have that and, you know, you're willing to take the risk, go right ahead. But if you know you don't have it to risk right now, be very careful. Be cautious. That's all I'm going to say. My, my little recommendation. In health and science news, WHO will rename monkeypox to combat stigma and discrimination towards Africa. Thank you. The monkeypox virus will be given a new name according to the World Health Organization in order to separate the virus from st stigmatization. The decision comes after 30 international scientists penned a letter urging for a new non-discriminatory and non-stigmatizing nomenclature and classification of the virus also known as MPXV. The virus has been commonly, though inaccurately, aligned with Africa, which has left room for discrimination. The most overt example of this is using images of African patients to portray pox lesions in northern mainstream media. The situation has caused so much harm that Foreign Press Association Africa issued a plea to global media outlets asking that they cease using African citizens to draw awareness to the outbreak in Europe. I didn't say it in so many words, but didn't I say something along these lines that 
even though they claim it's in Africa, the cases are not there. They're in Europe. Didn't I say this the other day? Hmm. The World Health Organization plans to take swift action to address this matter, stating that they'll be making an announcement about the new name as soon as possible. WHO is also working with partners and experts from around the world on changing the name of the monkeypox virus, stated WHO Director General Tidros Anthanom during Tuesday's press briefing. The depiction of monkeypox is similar to how the coronavirus was represented in the early days of the pandemic. Since it originated in China and Donald Trump notoriously dubbed it the Chinese virus, this caused stigmatization, which also which was also noticeable in mainstream media. There are currently 71 known cases of monkeypox in the United States. Of the 18 states with cases, New York, California have reported the most with 15 each. Globally, 1,600 cases have been confirmed, with another 1,500 suspected in 39 countries. The virus has been linked to 72 deaths. The onset of monkeypox is usually marked by fever, headache, muscle aches, and a rash that then turns to fluid-filled bumps and exhaustion. Monkeypox can also cause lymph nodes to swell. Is someone coming in our room and reporting us to WHO or sending over the things that we discuss to these various bodies? Seems so, right? You know that saying, feel like somebody's sleeping under your bed and listening to your conversations? That's how this feels. And we are not not scientists or lawyers or political figures or leaders of countries, right? You're going to say something after? Go right ahead. Uh, Give thanks. Uh, I don't know. I'm different from what people say, but when you see the sense, I mean, it, it... it's either here or there if them rename it at the end of the day, whatever they want, name it, new name I want to give it, people still say Yo, it come from Africa. Because uh, this is the virus, what they want to talk about. It's just that they just get a new name according to them for combat certain stigma or whatever it is. But Africa already had to do their own thing by combating that, by putting up an uh, image of white people with the virus as well. So I don't really see the big deal, but uh, I guess I'm going to say, Probably think different from people still, you know what I mean? It's a big deal. And here's why it's a big deal, Afro. When Africans are being used to advertise a disease, that is not in Africa. That's a big deal. We are already grappling and having to deal with um, racism and everything that comes with it. We don't need the added stigmatization. We don't need it at all. So anything that can be done to deflect the misinformation, I'm in support of it, right? And what I would say is in the future, they think twice before quickly stating that something is out of Africa, knowing full well that it is not. Look at what they did with the AIDS disease. They took it into Africa. It didn't originate there. They took it there. And what happened? Africans were looked at in a very negative way. Right? So 
it matters it is important how we are viewed we are already struggling to be looked at as human beings so any little help we can get I'll, I'm here for it I'll take it right so um in-person work can steal hours of your personal time take back control wake up get dressed commute to and from work make dinner and head off to sleep if you have children multiply those tasks by a lot in between those moments are dozens of tasks to be done remote work gifted many people with additional time to work on personal to-do lists or take a break the return of in-person work means less time to complete tasks you don't always finish everything you would like which can sometimes leave you feeling guilty and anxious for the following day but it doesn't have to be that way as many head back into the office it's possible to still be productive without burying yourself under a mountain of uncompleted work productivity experts shared their most effective tips for conquering goals while reducing your stress the first step is to divide your tasks into short medium and long-term goals said Alejandro Yeras, professor in the Department of Psychology at the University of Illinois. After that, rank them based on urgency levels so you know which ones to do first. This process allows you to focus on the tasks that are the most time sensitive while keeping an eye on longer term goals. People can make themselves feel busy by always doing the short things that might not be the most urgent but they're easy to complete. This is a common trap that leaves people exhausted without completing those bigger roles. When you focus on the higher priority tasks first, you also feel less pressure to keep going at the end of the day because the items that are left tend to be less important and can be addressed later. Discover your optimal work time. Some people may work on important tasks that take a lot of attention, but they do not work on them at the time of day when they are most productive. This wastes precious energy that could be used elsewhere. Rather than working on the most important tasks at varying times, focus on using the time when you are most productive and focused to complete to-do list items. If you're unsure when your optimal time of day is, set a regular sleep schedule, then try working at different times of day. Whatever time you find yourself the most productive, try and protect that time as much as, much as possible as you can get more done then. It's important to take into account what your strengths are and what your family constraints are. For parents and caregivers, it may be after you've put the children to bed. The power of monotasking. Society has ingrained in us that multitasking is an important skill that is needed to succeed. When you switch between multiple goals, however, you are spending valuable time juggling a number of tasks and constantly reconfiguring your brain, which takes extra effort. This actually lowers productivity. So as a result, people are accomplishing less than they would if they had focused on monotasking, which is working on one task at a time. Miller recommended you start by setting a timer for 20 minutes and work on only one task until the time is up. Over time, 
you can build your tolerance for longer time periods. If you do that, you'll find the quality of your work will improve as well as your efficiency. So you will be more productive. Accept that you cannot complete everything. There is only so much someone can get done in a day. So people should not push themselves to the point of exhaustion, said Larry Rosen, who is a professor emeritus uh, of psychology at the California State University. It is important to set limits for yourself, similar to how parents set rules for their children, like going to bed by 9 p.m. Setting out-of-office hours on a daily basis when you are not at work is another great way to stop thinking about uncompleted tasks. It helps you set boundaries and reduces worry about unfinished work others may contact you about. For example, you can set an automated message after you leave work each day saying you will reply in the morning. No matter how many techniques you try to maximize your time, it may not be enough, and that is okay. Self-knowledge is everything. Recognizing that you have less time and can't get as much done takes the pressure off. This is from Mindful Matters from the health segment on CNN.com. And um, I found it important to highlight this as we talk about our mental well-being. We pressure ourselves we allow and yes i'm saying we allow our bosses the companies we work for our supervisors to put pressure on us we allow it because we don't set boundaries entrepreneurs you need to set boundaries for yourself as well and i'm guilty i'm a 24-hour shop and it's not right you have to set boundaries, folks, or you will get exhausted. Set work hours. I'm going to, and I'm talking to the entrepreneurs first right now. Set work hours for yourself. If your day is from five to five, let that be your day. Anybody trying to reach you after that, they'll have to wait. I understand entrepreneurship is not easy. I live it. I lived it with my father. He was 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That was his life. He had no choice. As a business owner, you are responsible for everything. However, what I did see him do, he would take a break at least every three months, two weeks, out of the country, gone. That was his time to set his reset button. It's important that we preserve ourselves because burnout is real. And here's the thing, for people who work for companies and corporations, set your boundaries. If your job is nine to five, it's nine to five. No one should be re requiring of you to reply to an email at nine, 10 o'clock at night. If your job is Monday to Friday, it's Monday to Friday. 
Why are you flipping open a computer on a Sunday? And because we flip open those computers, because we will go into the office on our off times, you know what happens? We are sending that subliminal message. Pay attention to our behavior because people can only do to us what we allow them to do. You keep responding to emails 9, 10 o'clock at night or on a Saturday or a Sunday when you should be with your family. You know what's going to happen? Let's keep sending it to moments because she's going to address it. And you know what? The people who are sending those emails, they're sipping their daiquiris. They're sitting poolside. They're out shopping. They're enjoying time with their families. They value their time, but they don't value your time. Monotask. Yes. We've been told that it's multitasking is necessary. But really and truly, that's another way to burn out. If you're on a call, you're on a call. If you're on a Zoom call, you're on a Zoom call. If you're addressing an email, you're addressing an email. Don't be addressing three emails at once. I'm guilty of that too. Multitasking. And at the end of the day, burnt out. Tired. When the clock stops in terms of work hours, get off, get off. It's important. You need you, your family needs you, your friends need you. Be careful. I know it's hard because a lot of us have the bad habits in place already. But let's see how we can try to regain ourselves, all right? That's, that's my two cents right there. Oh, and remember this, folks. For those of us or those of you who work for companies and corporations, something happens to you today, you're replaced tomorrow. Don't forget that. Don't think you are um, that cornerstone in the company. Yes, they will make you feel that way because it's a way of putting more on you. You know, they have this saying, the reward for good work is more work. We need to change that. We really need to change that because they're pushing more work in you. Are they increasing your salary? Think about that for a second too. All right. That was the mindful moment. <laughs> Courtesy of CNN Health Corner. We're going to take another quick music break. It is hashtag TBT throwback Thursday. We're taking it back to the 80s, 90s and early 2000s reggae lovers rock style here is estelle and taurus riley he's smiling and that's because of me he's happy i want the world to see How could you be talking to talk that stuff? After all this time, now your feelings tough. But don't hate on us, on us. Looks like you need a lot like us. Then you would know how it feels. Looks like you need a lot like us. You need some happiness still. Looks like you need a lot like us. 
smiling All because of I Yeah Yes, truly Keeps us smiling Hey You know you had your chance to love her It's not my fault They say love is a gamble Well, you lost How could you not love all the way we live Trying to break everything we built Can't stop a love so chill Don't hate on us, no Just like you need a love like ours Then you will know how it feels Just like you need a love like ours You need some happiness still Just like you need a love like ours You need some happiness for real Just like you need a love Dancing to a reggae song Feel good, feel good I feel good Cause your perfume isn't loud And only I can talk about Feel good, feel good You feel like velvet rubbing over my skin And when your hair dances on the machine Wish we were alone, baby Just the two of us Yes, every move you make Gives me a rush Wine some more Show me that love Unconditionally Make believe we're alone Just you and me Take the problems Leave them behind Don't let it show Go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go. I feel good when you're wrapped up in my arms, dancing to a reggae song. Feel good, feel good. I feel good because your perfume isn't loud that only I can talk about. Feel good, feel good. What a night What a night What a night yes. What a night In your arms I'm safe secure Every care around me melts away When you hold me I forget Every word that I wanted to say
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at MeMediaMoments, on Instagram, Moments with me Media. Let me say that right, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on youtube moments with me media subscribe to our channel like share and don't forget to turn on your notifications coming up right after this it is sports news Listening to Elaine, No Ordinary Love. Before that, you heard Estelle featuring Taris Riley, Love Like Ours, and Barris Hammond with I Feel Good. And now it's time for sports news. Deshaun Watson maintains his innocence after two new accusers filed sexual misconduct lawsuits. Didn't we just talk about him like about two, what, two, three weeks ago? And now more people are coming forward? Well, Deshaun Watson is maintaining his innocence after several women have come forward with new inappropriate sexual conduct claims. Watson currently has 26 active lawsuits against him. In the past two weeks, two new lawsuits have been filed by former masseuses hired by the football pro. Last week, the New York Times unveiled a shocking report documenting Watson's excessive use of massage therapists over a 17-month period. Many of the women said that Watson insisted on sexual acts during the massages. In most cases, they were compensated as low as $100 for their services. Rusty Harden, Watson's lawyer, admits that the 26-year-old had sex with three of the women, but says that those instances were consensual. On Tuesday, the Cleveland Browns quarterback maintained his innocence. I never harassed anyone, or I never disrespected anyone. I never forced anyone to do anything. Watson also shared he feels terrible about how the allegations have impacted those close to him. That's one thing I do regret is the impact that it has triggered on so many people. It's tough to have to deal with, Watson said. Though Watson has faced mounting allegations, he has not been criminally charged with anything. Two different grand juries in the Houston region decided not to indict him. The cases will begin to be heard next spring in Texas. More lawsuits are expected within that time. Okay, then. Cleveland Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski says there are currently no plans to pull Watson from the team, but says that could change as developments arise. Okay. Hold on. 26 active lawsuits. Two more have come forward. But 
What am I to get from what he said? Listen to this. And this was quoted. You tell me what I'm to get. What do you get from this? I never harassed anyone. I never disrespected anyone. I never forced anyone to do anything. Take a minute. What do you get from his statement? Before I head into this doctor's office, I don't know, it, it sounds like, okay, some were volunteer to do the deed. Uh, they got compensated. And I generally feel like some of these ladies, they might just be jumping on the bandwagon uh, to get a bit bigger payday. Not saying he didn't harass anyone, but it just seemed like some of them now, you know, might be looking out for a bigger payday. I don't know. It's me. All right. Thank you, naturalist. Appreciate your input. Anybody else? Okay. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead, sorry. James. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead, James. Yeah. I, for me, like, you know, as a, you know, as a man, like, I, I just, I'm just tired of hearing these stories because, you know, we all know guys that are like working minimum wage jobs that have five or six women um all over the place you know and f for me like to see like these at least that are paid millions of dollars and are and have their celebrity status and not protecting themselves to, to to you know to be accused over and over again because it's it's almost like the same movie but different actors you know, and, and someone else is going to be in his position tomorrow. You know, so it, it, it's just, you, you, you wonder, like, if, if, if these programs that, that focus on athletes, like, they, they just focus on their, their, their physical ability and, and, and their skill and what they bring to the game, if they're not focused now on, on, on coaching these guys in terms of how to deal with celebrity you know when, when, when you get to the celebrity status how to deal with it um how, how to, to to carry yourself you know as you know like a, a a man and not like a boy you know and just just how to deal with this stuff because it, it keeps happening over and over and over again and we'll never hear the end of these stuff and i think sometimes that's why some of these like executive like sports executive like it almost feel like they're comfortable giving these guys 50, 60 million dollars because they know that, you know, most of these athletes end up broke or living regular lives after their career. There's not many, you know, out of all the athletes, there's not many like Michael Jordan. Um, there's not many LeBron James who you transcend sports and after, you know, they hang up their, their, their sports shoe or whatever. They're able to contribute, you know, to society, to their to their community, on such a level, and it's it's just a shame because, you know, to to hold so much money in your hand and then to get get it taken from you for all these lawsuits and just to abuse your power, and sometimes, just to put yourself in like some some ridiculous situation because a lot of these guys know that women are going to come after them. Women are, you know, it, numerous stories of women um, boring condoms, women doing all of these stuff to, to, to get their money and they still allow it to happen to them. So 
Yeah, I'm tired of these stories. <laughs> ah, James, I'm tired of hearing them too. Conditioning starts from peewee. You have to start the conditioning from there. And I'm saying that because a lot of people put their children in peewee um, football because their hope is that their child will make it to the NFL. But we need to stop focusing on the financial gain from being in the NFL and um, look at the, take it from a holistic approach, right? Not just beat into their heads about the amount of money they can make, but let's talk to them about how to protect themselves. It's important. And everybody's busy chasing the bag, but nobody's chasing morals and values and ethics. Nobody's doing that. We all have made mistakes. Yes, we all have done something that goes against the moral compass of life. However, shape them and mold them and start talking to them from an early age about respect, respecting themselves, protecting themselves. Now, I understand another line of argument that has been presented to me before that a lot of times the parents are coming from, the, the, the children are coming out of families where there are dire straits, parents just hustling and trying to get out of poverty. So the, and a lot of times the parents don't know any better. Okay. So now if the parents don't know any better, that's okay. Can't blame them because that's generational to some degree, to some degree. I'm not removing the responsibility 100% from them to some degree. The coaches, how are these coaches pouring into these students or these um, players from an early age? Is it just about passing the ball, getting those rushing yards, reaching the end zone? Or are coaches speaking to them, uplifting them, encouraging them, going beyond the field. Our coach is doing that. Now let's talk about the organization, any sporting organization. Do they care about the players' well-being? Or do they just look at the player as a cash cow? Financial gain. I really don't care what they want to do. It's their life. Let them mess it up if they want to. I just care about the money that they're putting in my pocket and the investors' pockets. And unfortunately, it is very unfortunate that it keeps happening within the one community. I don't know if it happens with the um, other players. But it seems as though the black players are the ones that are constantly being hit left, right, and center. So is it that the black players are not being groomed, but the other players are groomed? What is going on? It happened in um, other communities. You okay. just don't, you just don't, you don't hear about it a lot. Mm. But for some reason, the pe the black players. Ha tends to be the spotlight every time um, something comes out. 
uh, what they happen is all the committees. So they take, they, I don't know, for some reason, they always put them out there, the black players out there, more than they put the other players out there. Why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, too, um, it's not the organized it's not the organization responsibility to look after you. You are your own human being. You need to take care of yourself. They give you an opportunity to to play with their team. So you're not their kid. You're not their child. Just like it's an investment. They invest in you. You need to take care of yourself and stop being stupid. So you cannot we cannot put this stuff on the coach. Is it me or I lost you there, Marlon? Is everybody hearing me? Yes, yes, I'm hearing you. Okay, so it's, so, so it's Marlon there. Okay, thank you. So it's Marlon. Marlon, we lost you there. Um, yeah, and, go ahead, James. And moment, if, if you if you follow sports carefully too, and, and you, not just the game, because a lot of people look just look at the game, but if you follow the, the athletes like off the court and... You, you know, you watch interviews, you know, the YouTube, their Instagram, their, their stuff, you know, off the court type of stuff. A lot of the players will tell you that, like, you know, I know like LeBron James, I know Steph Curry, um, what's his name from, from uh, Miami, Bam? Like those guys, like they, they'll, they'll share their story and tell you that at some point, like in, in high school or in college, there was a coach that, that sat down with them and a coach that believed in them and, and not just on the court, but like a father-like figure. Most of them explain when they're talking about these men, they talk about a father-like figure. So someone that just care about you holistically, not just that, okay, like you're, you are like a freak of nature and you can make lots of money. So let me just groom this, this guy so that when you get to the NBA or the NFL or wherever, you'll remember me, so forth. You know, a lot of the guys that, that, that you see that are married, um, living family life, like managing, you know, way better than some of the other guys that, that, that's just going all over the place, acting crazy. They had that coach in their life that was like a father figure. So, like, I, I believe that, you know, getting to the, 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 the NBA or the NFL, it's too late. These guys are groomed already, you know, because from high school, you know, being the popular guy in the high school, sleeping with, with all the girls, going to college, the same thing. If you have a high school coach or a college coach that can, you know, catch you right in your development stage and say, look, the girls are going to come, the flashy cars are going to come, and almost have like a, a, a study with these guys and show them the failure of, of sports athletes and show them the success and say, look, these are two roads, choose one. You know, stuff like that. I, I, I agree with you, James. Um, I, probably I'm cut from a different cloth. I don't know. But I would want to ensure that if I'm investing $80 million in an athlete, I want to make sure that everything is okay with them. Because at the end of the day, they're the face of my brand, aren't they? So while it might be late when they get to the NFL, um, James, I think it's an investment that owners of leagues need to um, think about. Putting them through um, a program, just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. 
Am I asking too much? Because at the end of the day, yes, here is this player. How is he introduced? Cleveland Browns player. It's not him by himself, separate from the, the team. He's attached to my investment. Let's be real about it. When something happens, they are automatically attaching you to the organization. And whether you like it or not, you're being dragged into it. Because this player, now people are saying, is he a reflection of the team? So I think while it is not my responsibility to groom you, somewhat it is. You're my investment. Yes, it sounds weird, but you are my investment. Don't think of it any other way. You are my investment. You represent my brand. They don't see me on the field every day. They see you. They don't, they don't know me. They see you. I'm making money off of you. So I need you to protect yourself. And while doing so, come on, protect me too. That's how I look at it. I don't know. I'm, I'm not looking at it wrong. Yeah, but a lot of them need, I don't know if you can hear me now. Yeah, man, we can hear you loud and clear. A lot of them need some better friends. <laughs> <laughs> and family. And, and family. Because, yes, we know the money comes when you reach the NFL. And he's a pretty good quarterback. I'm not going to deny that. He's really good. When he was in Houston, was it Houston? Um, yeah. He's pretty good. And I think, um, what's the name? Pick up a good quarterback, Cleveland. But the stigma is there with him, you know, whatever is going on. But he needs some good, he needs some better friends. And he, he needs to listen because he don't he don't listen either. Mm. Uh, and I believe a lot of the coaches probably try to talk to him, I think. Owners probably trying to talk to him. Um, and he probably don't listen. So sometimes a lot of these players get in trouble. You gotta let you gotta let stuff like that happen to them as well for them to learn. Because I believe they got a lot of guidance along the way. They choose not to listen. To be their own man and say, I'm going to do this anyways. I don't care. I'm, I have the money. I can do what I want. And that's what a lot of people do. A lot of these players do it and don't realize it come a consequence later on when you start messing around with certain people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, do I feel sorry for some of them? No. Ouch. Because you, you get an opportunity where a lot of other players, other people love to get and can't get it for whatever reason and you get it and you mess it up you know so i'm not sorry for them and james says something right you get grooming from a lot of these teach i mean from coaches from younger you know and, and you don't hear about some of these guys because they've been conditioned from early age but some of them is so arrogant and especially when they're making the money and money don't change people you always you always like that mm. the money answer you to do the stupid things you're doing now you know am i gonna blame some of the ladies for um getting their bag they're doing it i mean they, they, they need to be secure but he, he just need to be smart a lot of these young players coming up too 
they need to take a page off out of some of these guys' book and be smart with their money. Be smart with who they associate with and the type of people they have in their circle. Because that can be a big downfall for a lot of us who's coming up and have kids who's coming up in the NFL, NBA, whatever sports. We need to talk to them from early and make sure they listen and stop, you know, this craziness, you know, because the, no, no matter what you look at it, no matter how we say it, you're going to always have um, ladies out there going to come at you to get that money from you. They're going to find a way to come and take your money because that's what their parents is teaching them. That's the mother is teaching them to say, go get that. Oh, he's in high school. He's a number one player in high school. You need to go and mess with him. Parents teach their kids these things. So we need to teach our boys to be careful. And girls, because we got good um, girl players and there's guys out there doing it to girls too. Yeah. So we need to teach our kids how to just, hopefully they could see the bull crap, you know, but that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Marlon. Appreciate that. Thank you, James. Definitely appreciate it. All right, and now it is time for Caribbean Corner. Antiguans react to PM's brother being found guilty of rape. Social media was buzzing on Wednesday when news broke that the younger brother of Prime Minister Gaston Brown was found guilty of rape. Scores of Antiguans and Barbudans took to social media to share their thoughts on the matter. I am not sorry for anyone who insists on raping anyone, one man posted. While I am not a proponent of the homes away from home business, also called poor houses, they are prevalent in Antigua and anyone who wants to satisfy their sexual desires can do so without the need to rape anyone. If that is not available and you are so stimulated, just sit in an ant nest and the ants would give you more than a justifiable arousing. Once again, adult men must allow these children to grow up and mature and stop trying to pick them prematurely. There is no room in our society for these filthy acts by men who know better. So, your cooling off period is now. Hmm. Yep. Good luck in the pen. Wow. Government committed to reducing regional food bills. Barbados is set on reducing the Caribbean's food bill by 25% through regional partnership. Prime Minister Mia Amor Motley reiterated her government's commitment to addressing the food crisis while on an island tour with the managing director of the International Monetary Fund, Kristalina Georgieva. Georgieva, representatives from um, the Caribbean Regional Technical Assistance Center, CARTAC, and other government officials toured the east and west coast of Barbados on Tuesday, June 15th. The focal point of the tour was the historic St. John's Parish Church. During the tour, Prime Minister Motley discussed a range of topics, 
topics with the IMF chief, including Barbados's ongoing partnership with Guyana. Motley detailed that she and President Mohamed Ifran Ali were working towards reducing the region's food bill by 20 to 25 percent, which accounts for a reduction of U.S. $6 billion. She also told her about the Barbados Guyana food terminal, which will be established where indigenous Barbadian black belly sheep will be raised and exported. Uh, sounds like Motley is telling the IMF, uh, we gonna get rid of you too, don't worry. <laughs> James, didn't I say that we need to figure out how to get rid of the IMF? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you, you know what's interesting? Like, you know, growing up, and, and for decades, you know, um, people try to reason why women are not good leaders because, oh, too emotional, too this, too that, they can't lead, you know, they can't, they can, you know, lead a household, but they can't lead a country. And just to, to see that this woman is undoubtedly going to go down as the best prime minister in the entire Caribbean history. Mm-hmm. She's already, to me, she's there already. Like, I, I can't think of another Caribbean prime minister that carried the weight that she carries. And, you know, just to see now, like, in the past couple of weeks, some of the stuff that you've you been reading, like, I realize now it's almost like she light a fire under the Caribbean leadership. So yes. now more Caribbean leaders are speaking up, are standing up to the Americans and talking about, okay, why are you not inviting Cuba? They're standing up to more things and they're speaking up more now. And I think that has a lot to do with her leadership, especially for the past four years. You know, so like, yeah, it's, it's amazing to see that, you know, and, and, and one of the things, what I like too, is that she's one of the first female leader that they're, they're, they're not able to, to villainize the way they did like Theresa May the way how they did, um, what's her name? Um, the first England um, female prime minister, what's her name? Thatcher, Margaret. Thatcher, yeah, Margaret Thatcher, the way they, 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 they villainize her and stuff like that. That this woman is able to, to be like, you know, strong leader for her country. And nobody can point and say like, oh, this woman is a bully or whatever. So that, that's good to see, you know? And yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be like a, a Caribbean national you know, when, when you look and you see her leadership, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's amazing. And, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her, too. So, so, so let's, go ahead. Go ahead. Who's that? O'Neill, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. So lest we forget, yes. taking nothing away from the great Barbados Prime Minister, lest we forget Michael Manley, <laughs> who stood up. Yes. Who stood up to all the world leaders, America, uh, his relationships with Cuba, his relationships with Venezuela, the non-aligned movement, the first leader to, to, to stand up against apartheid in South Africa, lest we forget. Facts. Thank you for the reminder, O'Neill. Thank you. I did not know this, but just in case you didn't know, a little bit about the um, Barbadian black belly sheep. Um, we're looking at having the carcasses cut between... Um, Rorema, if I pronounce it right, please don't crucify me, Barbadians, and Southern Guyana, putting them in quarters and sending them here 
and then we will do the final cuts and packaging. In exchange, we're taking the indigenous Barbados black belly sheep, which has a much healthier profile than New Zealand lamb because it has much lighter fat and we're allowing that to be raised in Guyana with the Brazilians. Huh. So, um, get back New Zealand. You don't have the healthiest lamb. All right. So for those who didn't know, interesting. For those in the restaurant industry, there you go. Our next story comes to us out of Jamaica. Deadly violence in old capitalist gun attack captured on CCTV. As CCTV footage surfaced on the gun attack that sent people scampering in the busy Spanish Town Market District in St. Catherine on Tuesday afternoon, the police beefed up their presence in the old capital and imposed a 48-hour curfew in some communities to get a handle on the apparent spiraling deadly violence. In the incident captured on CCTV, Footage, two people were killed, but it was an overall bloody day in or near Spanish Town on Tuesday with a fire at the administrative building of the courthouse in the old capital adding to the temple. Hours after the gun attack in the market district and another shooting incident in Job Lane, Commissioner of Police Major General Anthony Anderson was on the ground with members of the Jamaica Constabulary Force. Earlier this month, four people were shot to dead were shot dead sorry, in Taws Pen, and prior to that incident, two others were killed on St. John's Road. While the police have said investigations are ongoing, they have cited gun gang conflicts as being behind the spate of deadly violence in and around Spanish Town. As a result, Railway Lane, St. John's Road, Taws Pen, and Job Lane are the areas that are now under curfew. The police commissioner also provided an update on the fire at the court building, saying that the courthouse would be open for business to, on Wednesday, which was yesterday. Another story out of Jamaica. A young doctor brings medical-grade skincare products to the market. Dr. Shani Mortley has set out to change the face of aesthetic and anti-aging medicine by making affordable medical-grade skincare products accessible to women and men alike. Popularly known as Dr. Glow, Mortley offers a wide range of skincare products under the Soma Glow brand. Mortley, who holds a medical degree from the University of the West Indies, Mona, works closely with a chemist to formulate the locally made products. She currently offers the products through the Soma Glow website, but plans to eventually open a physical store. The young entrepreneur also wants to enable other physicians to retail her products and earn additional income. Very good for you, Dr. Mortley. That's it. Whatever you can do locally, build brands locally, I encourage that. Um, this next story comes to us out of St. Lucia. The government is not working to provide inflation relief for St. Lucians. In a meeting held on Tuesday, the United Workers' Party proposed a few measures to aid in the relief of inflation. Opposition leader Chastanet says there should be a reduction in duties to provide relief from inflation and incentives offered to local businesses to prevent them from sinking. He calls on the government of St. Lucia to propose clear strategies to tackle the rise in prices of fuel and food. The government should also reduce the duty price from 10% to 
to maybe 8 or 7% and do everything they can to make sure businesses are staying afloat. Chastanet also expressed his displeasure, saying he does not see the Philip J. Pierre administration working. There is no communication. We can't see them seeing any, doing anything or saying anything. He adds that the SLP administration amended the CIP Act to give themselves full rights to the revenue. All right, I agree. Countries need, and not just the countries of the Caribbean, but countries all over, need to do what you can to help your citizens because inflation is real what what i say real round air yeah real round air we have no stories out of latin america but it's time for us to take another break and when we return it is time for believe it or not and entertainment news here's a little bit more from hashtag tbt throwback thursday music from the 80s 90s and early 2000s Yesterday in the pouring rain With her clothes all packed Her face messed up I could tell she was feeling pain I thought I had something sweet to tell her As I opened up my umbrella She was so confused Scared and abused Tried to hide it with a smile And just like the night in China armor I used my charm just to calm her Engage her in a good conversation Just trying to eat frustration as she told me her story i told her baby no worry i'm the man that you're looking for baby count your lucky signs because i'm taking you home with me tonight you're gonna stay with me for life i'm taking you home with me tonight because i'm a lover was going all she knows she had to leave him fast cause if she didn't leave she didn't know how long she was gonna last so many times he told her sorry so many times he said he'd stop but he goes on and on her mind's made up she said she ain't going back and just like a knight in shining armor i use my charm just to calm her Trying to ease her frustration And she told me a story I told her, baby, don't worry I'm the man that you're looking for
anticipating To be with you all alone I've been anticipating The first time we kissed Was breathtaking And girl We got a bright future in the making So glad that I made you mine. Oh, keep that precious smile on your face. God will keep you warm and safe. Make it worthwhile. Just you and I, we love the most I create. Let's start a family and make things great. Cause when and how we met, girl, it's not a mistake. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments. That's M-I Media Moments on Instagram at moments underscore with underscore me and that's mi underscore media and on youtube moments with me media like share subscribe and turn on your notification we heard from romaine virgo taking you home to sam chin hideaway and pressure love and affection and now it is time for believe it or not news Man arrested after Texas woman found stuffed in car trunk last month. A man is behind bars for the gruesome slaying of a Texas mother of four. Christopher Lee Maldonado was taken into custody on Friday by Texas City Police and U.S. Marshals during a traffic stop. Maldonado was hit with several charges relating to the death of a 24-year-old Angela Leanne Mitchell. The woman was last seen on May 5th in Texas City. Her mother reported her missing in the following days after she failed to return home to her children. On May 11th, a resident called 911 to report a foul odor coming from a parked vehicle. When authorities arrived, they located her body stuffed in the car's trunk. Her family had notified police days earlier that they had spotted her car sitting in the neighborhood but it was not until the 911 call came in that they looked inside the vehicle. Mitchell's mother, Georgia Mitchell, says she even met police once at the site of the car and begged them to search it after filing the missing persons report, but says they dismissed her. Maldonado has been charged with tampering, fabricating physical evidence with intent to impair a human corpse, and an unrelated assault charge. 
Police believe that he was the last person to see Mitchell alive, though the extent of their relationship remains unclear. An autopsy is being conducted by the Galveston County Medical Examiner to determine Mitchell's cause of death. Maldonado remains behind bars at the Galveston County Jail on a $200,000 bond. Um, why did the cops not open the car? If the mother is begging, what prevented them from being able to open the vehicle? Is it that you need to have a warrant? What's the process? What's the procedure? Because if she filed a missing report, you're standing next to her vehicle, which has been sitting in the neighborhood, and you're begging them to open the car and do a search, why would you refuse? Isn't the end goal to try to resolve cases? And um, I don't know. I don't know what the police were thinking, why they would not have opened up the vehicle. Yes, she may have been dead, but at least the case could have been resolved sooner. Fraud suspect from Hialeah in Miami caught heading to Cuba on a jet ski. A Cuban man charged in a $4.2 million Medicare fraud scheme is being held as a flight risk after officials said he tried to flee the U.S. on a jet ski. A federal judge in Miami ordered Ernesto Cruz Guevaran, 54, of Hialeah to be detained pending trial on Monday. According to court records, he has been charged with health care fraud. According to a criminal complaint, Cruz, <laughs> Ernesto Cruz's company, Exco Enterprises, submitted approximately $4.2 million in fraudulent health care claims to Medicare from February to April this year for medical equipment that his company never provided and that Medicare beneficiaries never requested. Medicare paid his company over $2.1 million. Investigators learned last month that Gross was planning to travel to Havana and approached him several days before his flight. Gross agreed to cooperate with a criminal investigation during an interview and officials said they took his passport. But last week, U.S. Coast Guard and U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers reported finding Cruz aboard a broken-down jet ski in the waters south of Key West, heading in the direction of Cuba. The island nation is about 90 miles south of the Florida Keys. Cruz was aboard the personal watercraft with a person known to law enforcement as a migrant smuggler. Investigators said the jet ski was outfitted with a special fuel cell for long trips and was carrying extra food and water bottles. Online court records did not list an attorney for Cruz. But 90 miles, that's not a long journey. Um, yeah, you should have been able to make it there. How fast does a jet ski go? What's the fastest a jet ski can go? I don't know. Never been on one. Like them, though. But I'm just wondering, how fast does one go? But come on, the smuggler, you dropped the ball there. That would have been an easy getaway if your engine, your jet ski was working. You know, you know what's funny moment? Um, the, the Cuban government can use it as propaganda to say, like, America is so bad that people are, are, are you know, risking their lives to get to Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Lord. Yeah. 
can imagine how pissed he is right now, knowing that <laughs> the smuggler dropped the ball because his watercraft was not up to par. I'm sure he's giving other people ideas too, James. Just make a quick getaway for Cuba. Has anybody ever gone on a jet ski to the Bahamas? I don't know. Because Bahamas is a two-hour boat ride, isn't it, from West Palm Beach? I guess depending on which island you're going to. I think it's a two-hour boat ride. Hmm. Interesting. Anywho, let me keep it moving. Uh, this one is so unfortunate and so sad. Alaska school children were served floor sealant instead of milk at a child care program. Didn't we have a similar story a couple weeks ago? At another um bleach in the in the boxes or something. Yeah. Well, here we go with another one, Sonette. Twelve elementary school children drank floor sealant, believing it was milk after it was served to students at a child care program in Alaska. Students in a summer care program at the Valley Elementary School began complaining that the milk they were served as part of the program's breakfast tasted bad and was burning their mouths and throats. The breakfast was served on trays by an outside contractor, NANA Management Services, at about 8.45 a.m. on Tuesday, and the children brought their trays to a cafeteria table to eat. After the children complained about the burning sensation, school district and Nana staff immediately followed up by smelling, tasting the milk, and looking at the container and label. The statement said it was found that the milk served was actually a floor sealant resembling liquid milk. Staff immediately directed students to stop consuming the substance and removed it. The site manager for Rally, the summer care program, contacted Poison Control and alerted parents, according to the statement. All steps provided by Poison Control were carefully followed. Rally provides state-licensed childcare for elementary students aged 5 through 12 and is a partnership with the Juneau School District. Uh, one student received medical treatment at a nearby hospital and two other students were picked up from school. Well, is there an attack on children? Because um, the company, whoever puts the milk in the um, containers, this sounds deliberate to me. To me. How do you get sealant in a milk container for children? I'm sorry. Sounds careless to me. Careless. They look alike, but it's not the same thing. They put it in the wrong container. That's careless. But Sonette, how do you get, isn't the, the product in a container that says floor sealant? Nobody looks at the container? Because what it sounds to me, right? And tell me if I'm wrong. Sounds like a conveyor belt. The liquid is poured into a canister overhead. And then as the boxes go along, they're filled and sealed, filled and sealed. So it sounds to me that somebody must have deliberately gone to a, sea, a cleaning cabinet or something, taken up floor sealant and poured it into the canister. Nobody looked. So is it then that floor sealant and milk are kept in the same spot? I don't know. Is it carelessness or is it deliberate? 
it's valid points. That's really valid. So now the, the, the facility that does the, the packing and the packaging of the milk, they need to investigate that company thoroughly and see what's going on. How are they separating chemicals from food or be and beverages? How are they doing that? Because at no point should there be any intermingling of any sort. Floor sealant? Hmm. In entertainment news, oh, here is this one again. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker. The campaign of Herschel Walker publicly acknowledged this week that the Republican Senate candidate has a second son with a woman who was not his wife. The Georgia GOP nominee's admission follows a Tuesday report in the Daily Beast that Walker fathered a son more than a decade ago. The Beast reported it had confirmed the identity of the boy and the mother and that the mother had sued Walker in order to obtain a declaration of paternity and child support. According to the report, Walker was ordered to pay child support starting in 2014. Walker, who is challenging Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock in one of the country's key Senate races this year, speaks frequently about Christian Walker, the son he and his ex-wife had together and raised along with Walker's current wife. Walker was publicly criticized or sorry, has publicly criticized absentee fathers, particularly in black families. Then he says this. I want to apologize to the African-American community because the fatherless home is a major, major problem. Yeah. In another interview that year with conservative media personalities, Diamond and Silk, Walker said that men who have a child with a woman, even if you have to leave that woman, you don't leave that child. When asked for confirmation of the Daily Beast report, the Walker campaign provided CNN with a statement from campaign manager Scott Paradise. Herschel had a child years ago when he wasn't married. He supported the child and continues to do so. He's proud of his children. To suggest that Herschel is hiding the child because he hasn't used him in his political campaign is offensive and absurd. Since entering the political arena with the enthusiastic backing of former President Donald Trump, Walker has faced several questions about his account of his own life and experience. In its statement, Walker's campaign also raised the issue of Warnock's child support dispute with his ex-wife, who is suing to change the conditions of Warnock's payments. But let me ask you a question. Why is it that your campaign manager is going to say, um, he had the child years ago when he was a man, he supported the child, right? So your campaign manager is saying, you're supporting the child, you continue to do so, you're proud of your children. So why then is Walker saying, I want to apologize to the African-American community because the fatherless home is a major, major problem? What is he apologizing for then if he is doing everything he's supposed to do as a father? Um, Herschel, in Jamaican, go sit on one side, okay? Go sit on one side. I don't know why you're apologizing. 
but yet your campaign manager is saying something different. You two need to sit down and agree on what your message is going to be, right? Remember the things you say, right? Remember the things you say. Keep a record of what you say so that, you know, everybody's on the same accord. You can't be saying one thing and your campaign manager is saying something else. doesn't look quite good on you right now, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll have you know, um, Herschel, there are a lot of African-American men who are very present in the lives of their children, right? Um, I don't know if I would say it's a major, major problem. It is made to look as though it's a major problem because of the few who don't live up to the responsibility, right? But there are some very good African-American men out there, men who take on other, ch other men's children as if they're their own. So I don't think there is a major, major problem. I, I have seen African-American fathers show up at baseball games, basketball games, football games, soccer games. I've seen them there. I've seen them dropping off their children to school. I've seen them taking their children out, whether they're with the, the mother or not. I've seen involvement. So don't say it's a major, major problem. It may have been a major, major problem for you. Address you. Speak on behalf of you, Herschel. Yeah, I'm done. Excuse me. Um, a lawyer wants Suge Knight to pay $81 million to the family of the man he killed. Suge got it like that? How long he's been in jail? Hasn't he been in jail for a while now? Yeah, he's serving a 28-year prison sentence, right? Um, Attorney Lance... Beringer is putting a price to the crime and they're requesting $81 million to empty his pockets. Well, yeah, going to empty his pockets. I don't know if Suge was sitting on that kind of money. He's still making money off a of death row. It's death row, right? Nobody want nobody coming for me. It is death row, right? It's possible. I'm not sure if he's... Uh, I know it was sold. Um, somebody bought it. Um, Snoop but, just bought it, didn't he? Wasn't it Snoop? Yeah, Snoop just bought it. But he probably still making money from all those artists too. He had, you, you know. So maybe I don't know. I know he have some money. <laughs> Somebody asked. Him. So let's see. His net worth is. <laughs> you know, you can't trust Google sometimes, right? But um, the answer here. <laughs> they say his net worth is two hundred thousand dollars. So, Who's network? Should night. That's what. That's Google, wrong. I'm saying that too. That's why I'm laughing. That is why I'm laughing. Cause I, I put. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, let let me look on another. Let me see if somewhere else can pull it up. Should and I G H T net worth. <laughs> okay, should night net net worth 2022. Celebrity Net Worth noted that at the height of the label's powers, it was worth uh, $750 million after selling $150 million. Okay, according to Andscape, this has led to Knight having a net worth over $100 million, which sounds more about right to me. Don't know if it's right still, but sounds about right. 
Also, moments, they might have money where, yeah, where people don't know about. You know, see, like with some of the rapper, them, they have money where Forbes them don't know about. You know what I mean? So. But 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 Afo, um, another website. What a few of them are saying here that as of June 2022, his net worth is 200,000. So I don't know what happened there. Okay then, um, keep it moving. Legal money that was. Public and public eye, but really, as I'm saying, really and truly, them man they have money where, yeah, them not know about. You said them heavy, like twinkle. Y- yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, F- fifty and recross make it be known. You know? Yeah, them man they have money where, you know what I mean? And game too, yeah, game too. Yeah, them man they have money where, yeah, yeah. Forbes and Google don't know about. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? All the way for the public eyes. Yeah, man, go and hold on, panda. Nothing, my bro. Mhm. All right. <laughs> Hustle like you broke.
cannot afford to live in potential for the rest of your life. At some point, you have to unleash the potential and make your move. Eric Thomas. Thank you to all our listeners who tuned in on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. And everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you were tuned in to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments with Me Media, and on YouTube Moments with Me Media. Like, share, subscribe, and turn on your notifications. It's always great conversations, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Ladies, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. See y'all tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, when we do this all over again right here on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Take care of yourselves, whatever you do, wherever you go. Please be safe. Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>